Be'ezes Hashem Izbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. What the shears in the schos refu shalema for hinder bastabarachal. We are learning this holy and awesome letter. Letter number 12 in the holy letters of the Balatanya. which states in the act of charity and compassion brings peace in the world and the inner obsession with compassion and charity reveals the guaranteed, silent, never-ending tranquility. We're going in very deep into this to understand what this means actually, practically, literally. To be able to hold it in the, in your hand. To be able to learn this letter and to see the tremendous insight that we have in our life that radically transforms just by the mere knowledge alone. To understand the difference between activity, mere superficial activity of compassion and then to understand the inner dimension, the obsession with compassion. To understand the difference between them two. Which essentially means to see the enormity and the complexity of the purpose of this world. To see why activity is actually peace and why obsession is a never-ending, unlimited, infinite tranquility. So to understand this, we're going to go a little bit deeper in today to see in a panoramic vision what is God trying to do with this world? And in the cosmic sense, in the cosmic consciousness, this is known as the evolution of man. Not the evolution the way the world thinks, but the real evolution of man, spiritually. To make sense of the whole world, there's so many things in this world that make no sense. Marriage makes no sense. Childhood makes no sense. Many things in this world, when you think about them, we are programmed, we are biologically, we live our life a certain way, but we never question it. 
Sleep makes no sense. <clears throat> there are areas in life that we take completely for granted. And we just go along with the flow. Seven days of the week make no sense. When we say it makes no sense, meaning to say these are things that we are thrust into. And it's part of our evolution. But we don't see the enormity of them. We don't see what's the significance, what's the expression, what's the meaning beyond this. You know, to have a whole life, to sleep every day six hours, and then to wake up every day, what is the meaning of that? Does that have any meaning at all? To live a life many years separate and one day then to get married and to live the rest of your life in marriage, does that mean anything? What is, why does that happen? To understand this in its depth, both inward and outward. To see the enormity of the contribution of the Balshemtiv. To understand how the Balshemtiv was given the gift of ushering in the Eitzachayim, the tree of life that we're all going to have in the Messianic era. The tree of life that Adam and Eve were not able to partake from. To be able, the true life, which is to have insight entirely into cosmology, into the real truth, cosmic consciousness, the real truth, the panoramic vision where everything makes sense, where there's no more questions. Questions just fall away. And this is what the Holy Balatanya does with this letter. And when you go and you search and you see every word he says over here is so precise. It contains enormity, the enormity of man. And for that, we need to go deep into what we have been learning the last few weeks about the cosmic consciousness, about my consciousness. When I look in the mirror and I see myself, I never ask why I have two sides. And this sounds almost mystical, but actually it's not mystical at all. Because I am not made up of a half. I am made up of twin energies. I look in the mirror and I see a face, a beautiful face, and I don't ask, is my right side of my face and my left side of my face equal? Are they identical? Are they conveying the same truth? Why do I have a right side and a left side? Why do I have a right eye and a left eye? Why do I have a right ear and a left ear? Why do I have a right nostril and a left nostril? Why is everything half? And then it's whole. Why would life never be conceived of being just half? When I look in the mirror to just be half would not make any sense. Now, you may think that these questions are just questions that I'm asking. And you could ask questions and everything in life like that. 
And that may be true. But when you have Hasidic perspective, you are able to see that what we see all the time is actually illusory. It's not real. We are living with a figment of our imagination when we can see the truth in front of our eyes. And that's the whole entire point of seeing the truth of what the mystical revelation is. The mystical, the stuff that you say, I can't wrap my head around. It's so deep. Only the Kabbalists know it. And to be able to see that everything you know about life, when you marry the two, what the Kabbalists know, nobody can understand. And what you know, regular little simple person, me and you, what we know, when we marry those two together, infinity is born. A new consciousness is born. We get to see something that's unimaginable, that even the Kabbalists weren't able to see. Because the Kabbalists were living in a different realm, the realm of meaning of this world. But they weren't in this world. But the Holy Balashemtiv, the Holy Balatanya explained that the key to life is to be in this world, to know this world from body up, and then to see the meaning of it all. And that's the enormity of looking in the mirror. Because to look in the mirror and to discover the infinity that's inside you, but from the mirror, not from inside you. What does this mean? Now that we learned this in so many shiurim about the 10 energies, we can see it with full panoramic vision. When you look in the mirror and you see whether you're a man or a woman, you see on your right side, starting all the way in the right side and the top in your head. When you wake up in the morning, and you're still asleep, asleep. Meaning to say you haven't had your coffee yet, you haven't fully woken up. You start very subtly to think about the world with your wisdom, with your core of your intelligence. And that's what makes you different than an animal. And it's going to instantly remind you where you are, what you have to do today. What was yesterday? Separate your dreams from being awake. And your left side of your brain will actually start to extract details out of that general concept that hits you like a flash of lightning that's beyond time. It happens in one second. And then as you wake up more, your perception of who you are, your soul will come deep into your body and you will remember who you are. You have perception, knowledge about who you are and what you have to do. And as you get up more and more, you will cultivate more of your energies. Although you're not aware of it, although it's instinctive, but the core of your consciousness is the core of your intelligence. It, when you wake up, the core of your intelligence is activated. That's why you might think that we're talking about something spiritual over here, but we're actually talking about me and you every single day. There's no getting away from this. You start your day with your intelligence. The core of who you are is your wisdom. And the more you wake up, the more your wisdom will become understood by you. The more you wake up, your understanding will become your knowledge. You will know yourself. And the more you wake up, your knowledge will give birth to what you want today, what you want out of today, what you're going to be attracted to. And what you don't want today, what you don't want to get, what, do you, what you don't want to do today. 
And these energies are going to take you throughout the whole entire day. They're going to be different expressions of yourself. Although you're one person who's floating through and traveling through the world, but this is who you are. Each part of you represents different energies of your soul coming out into the world. Now you have to understand something enormous over here. When you look at your right side in a mirror and you look very deeply, meaning to say with Kabbalistic lenses, on your right side, you have the wisdom all the way on the top of your head. On the right side of your heart, you have something called chesed, love, attraction, things that you're attracted to. And on your left side, your left part of your torso, you have your left side is all the way on the left is the bina, your understanding. Gvura is your holding, it's your strength, it's your feeling, it's your resisting, you're restricting that love energy. And your torso is made up of two thighs primarily. One is known as netzach, and one is known as hoit. So you didn't get so deep into this, but we're going to go into it a little deeper now. So on your right side, you have wisdom, love, and competitive energy. Whether you're a man or woman, you, you possess this. What does this mean practically? Practically, what does my right foot represent? What does my left foot represent? Why do I have two feet at all? My right foot represents the first move I'm going to take in the world. I wake up in the morning, I decide now I'm getting up out of bed. You get up with the right foot or the left foot? You know, you say you woke up with the right foot or the left foot. There's a real meaning to that. The left foot wants to stay in bed. The left foot is in bed. It doesn't make sure make a difference if you're the righty or a lefty, but it's the idea. The idea of the right foot is activity, movement. My right foot is the one that starts to move. It wants to go. It wants to move on. My light, my left foot will surrender to my right foot and will contain the energy in my right foot and will follow him, follow the leader. But in my wholesome being, I never make a difference between my right and my left. But if I just had a right foot, I would never be able to walk. Do you understand the enormity of this? We never think about this, but this is what the Kabbalists explain, but they explain it mystically, but see this in front of your own light. With my right foot, I start my activization. I start to walk through life. I start to move. Right foot, right energy, competitive energy. We're going to conquer the world today. My netzach, let's go. Go for it. We're going to have, I woke up fully, going to take my coffee. It's always right foot energy. My left foot's always following. It's surrendering. It's moving along. It's supporting my right foot. And my left foot is always following the leader, which is the right foot. It's supporting, nurturing, giving. But you never tell the difference. Because right foot has right foot energy. Right foot energy means the move. Left foot have, has the second energy, which is to support the right foot because I can't stand on one foot. 
We never think about this at all, which basically means my left side is a mirror image of my right side. It just allows my right side to be. So let's understand this deeper. My right side has my wisdom. Wisdom doesn't mean anything. It's just an invention. It's just a concept. My left side will understand the wisdom. My right side has the love, the idea of love. My left side, which is the heart, which is the left side of the heart, which will feel the wisdom, feel the love. My right side of my foot, of my torso, is to move through life, to go be attracted to things. My left side is the surrendering energy, is the energy that will support that, will allow, will allow another foot to follow so I can be held. So if the right side represents the soul and the meaning of everything in my life, my left side represents the container and the bodies and the organs that are going to support and hold those. So when you're looking at your left side, you're looking at a magnified version of your soul, of yourself. In English, that means an organ that's going to hold it. So my right side represents my soul of my brain. And my left side represents my brain. My right side represents the love that I'm going to give. And my left side represents the heart that's going to hold it. My right side represents my competitive energy, my movement energy, what I want out of the day. And my left side's actually going to allow me to move it. My left side is the holding ability. So even though when we look in the mirror, we see these two sides and they look like two sides of one person, but actually right side is the idea of it, of me. Left side is the actual me, the actual body that's going to hold me. And this is an enormous, magnificent concept. Because you cannot break me in half. You cannot cut me in half. You cannot just tell me I am wisdom, love, and competition. Because my wisdom, my love, and my competition, my wisdom needs to be held by my understanding. I need to understand my wisdom. My love needs to be held by my heart. I need to feel the love. Can't hover. Can't just... And my competitive energy, my energy that I want to go and conquer the world needs to be supported by a surrendering energy. It needs to be held by my left side, by my body. My body needs to hold that energy. So there's the feminine side of me which is going to hold me, narrow me down, bring me down into this earth. And there's my masculine side of me, the neshama side of me, the idea of me. But the idea of me and who I really am have to marry each other in order for me to be a fully functioning person. And you cannot separate the two. And that's what the Holy Balatanya wants to explain with this letter. That when you're married... Your wife is just representing your left side of who you are. Just like in your own body, it's wholesome. You're interacting all the time. Wisdom has to be understood. Love has to be felt. My body is to surrender to who I am. Same exact thing. It's an automatic thing. God gives us back our life. That's our netzach. He's giving us life force into us. That's his, the masculine energy going into us. We right away say, Moidani. We say, We right away give thanks. It's one and the other. Instant. It happens the instant. I get back my life. I thank God. Surrender. There are two sides of the torso. One is the competitive energy, the life force energy that there is. And the next one is the surrender, the holding. My left foot will always follow my right foot. 
Right foot and left foot, they go hand in hand. Left means to contain, to narrow down, to hold, to reveal. Right means to give the energy. And in my own life, it's wholesome. Or I want it to be wholesome if I know these concepts. So to the same thing with my spouse. My spouse is just my left side more extrapolated. And she will challenge me to bring out. Just like my left side brings out my right side. My understanding brings deep, deep significance to my wisdom. My wisdom will now make sense. It will come out in ways that I never thought possible. And my love will come be felt in ways that I never thought possible through the left side of my heart. Because it feels the love. So too my spouse. From day one, she challenged me to the core. I show up, I say, I'm wisdom. And she shows up, she says, I don't understand your wisdom. Now my job is that she should understand the wisdom. And then I should understand the wisdom. I show up and I say, what's my name? My name is love. I don't feel your love. Now my job is us to interact. She should feel my love. I say, what am I here to do? I'm here to win you over. She says, I will only be won over. I will only surrender to somebody who truly wins me over. This is an act of devotion. This is an act of compassion. This is an act of knowledge. When you marry husband and wife, you get the middle. The middle is, it's not about wisdom. It's not about understanding. It's about knowledge. Husband and wife coming together is knowledge. It's not about love or feeling. Love and feeling that comes together is compassion. It's not even about trying to win you over and then having the feminine, having you surrender. It's about becoming one, one unit, wholesomeness. And it starts in my body and my body reflects God because I am the feminine to God. I will actually, Hashem's Torah is infinite. It's all contained in the first letter of Horatius. But I am Bina. I am the feminine version of God. The Jewish people, we have 15 million that make up the feminine. We are the side of Bina. We're going to understand. We're going to work through this Torah 2,000 years. Bina. Uh, we don't understand your wisdom, God. We try to understand that the Bina energy, we're working to understand the God's wisdom. God gives us kindness. We are the Gvura energy. We're going to feel that kindness. We're going to feel it and share it with each other. Because the job of the heart is to pump the blood throughout every organ, to limit and to narrow down, but ultimately to create compassion, not to create this type of tremendous judgment where I deserve and you don't deserve, which is the initial part of the left side. So God is on the right side. He's giving us wisdom. We have to make that wisdom real. We have to make the turn our life. And he's giving us kindness. He gives us money and he gives us love. But we have the Gvura energy. We have to turn that into compassion. We have to share with each other. Because the, the whole idea is for the heart to give goosebumps throughout every organ in the body. What's goosebumps? That's our job. The left side of the heart makes goosebumps. It makes feeling. God gives love. He just gives Shefa. But he says, what you're going to do with it, it's up to you. The idea of love is on the right side. If I'm a man, I represent God's idea of love. To feel the love is up to the woman. What do you want to do? What do you want to bring me into you? It's up to you. You might think it's up to me. The woman always tells the man. I don't feel your love as if the man's going to do something. The Jewish people always complaining to God, we don't have enough money. Says out to them in this letter and all the holy letters, if you give kindness, if you feel my love, I'll give you more love. To feel the love, what does it mean cosmically? It means to share your money with everybody all the time, to be obsessively about it. Could you imagine a woman who takes her husband, whatever she, her husband gives her, and she magnifies it with compliments and goes crazy over it. Do you understand what she'll extract from her husband? The control that she has over him, the power that she has over him. That's Hashem's telling you in this letter. That's what the Alter Rebbe is telling you in this letter. 
The Holy Balatanya is telling you, you think it's the masculine, the feminine has creativity. She will give birth. She gives birth to everything. She owns the world. Who's the feminine? The woman of God is the Jewish people. You are pregnant, but then you can take anything. If you just start sharing with each other like crazy, you take the tiny little bit that I give you, the tiny bit of love, and you have goosebumps throughout your whole body from that. That's up to you to magnify it and go crazy about what I'm giving you, the little that I do give you. And share it with each other. Do you know how much more I'll give you? Because the feminine could awaken in the masculine something the masculine never thought possible. The left wakes up something. Love is just an idea. But the left side, your heart will feel that love. It will pump that love and blood into every part of the body. The left side of your heart. So in your body, it's instinctive. But in your consciousness, in your idea, in what you decide to do with your life, you could be selfish. You could be selfish for your own life. Go to work and do your own thing. Or you could share that with other people. You could be selfish and you could sit there when your husband gives, gives you a little bit of attention and just complain and ask for more and more and more, which is also left side energy, which is what the Jewish people are doing all the time as the woman of God. Or you could start to magnify and amplify and feel the love. Feel what God gives you. Feel your moidani. He gave you back your life, the right side. What are you going to do with it? With compassion, you gave me back. You gave me another day. What am I going to do now? I'm going to feel, am I going to share that with another person, which means to make vura energy, which means to, to feel the energy, to feel every single organ, to share it with another person cosmically. Do you see what it means? To get in touch with your feminine version, to understand that the pregnant potential lies within you. You can amplify what your husband gives you, which is God. You can amplify it. Do you really not have enough for yourself? Can you really not feel the other poor person? Do you need only feel your own emptiness? You understand? We're one big heart. The Jewish people are one big heart, but we are the left side. We are the Gvur energy. We're taking all the time and we're wanting more, measure for measure. But the whole idea is Gvur has to become Rachamil. The left side, we have to become godlike. We have to become selfless. We have to become obsessive with compassion. You understand? You think the woman is going to make her husband change? It never happens. It hasn't happened for 6,000 years. It doesn't happen. Men don't change. You change, and then instantly the man changes. We could talk about it the opposite way, but the point is, we as the woman of God, we will change. And God says in Malachi, I will give you Adblida, you test me on this. I will give you Adblida, make my love real. So every man says, it's whatever, it's what God say to the Jewish people. Make my love real. Take what I give you and make it real. Give me 10%, 20%. Give me obsessively back. Take the little love that I give you and feel the love throughout every organ in your body. Not instinctively like you have in your own body, but do it together. Do it as a, do it as a, from a feminine space. Do it from your left side. Do it from your creativity, your own. You think you're the woman. You think you're the surrender. You have it within you. Women and men are split up. They're both equal, equal but different. You have your creativity. It's far beyond anything you think because I had a mission in this world. You're a woman, you look like a man. You're a man, you look like a woman. You're both contained the, the ten energies. And all the time, I wanted you to see your enormous contribution to me, God say. And if we get in touch with the obsession, with compassion, God says, I'll rain down on you something you can't imagine because compassion is infinity. And that is the tranquility. To touch that one moment in your life is a never-ending, everlasting tranquility that's a taste of the messianic era.